And I would be going about eliminating Donald Trump's tax cuts for the wealthy. Tax cuts for the rich. Tax cuts uh, for the rich. That's right. For the most part, corporations just pass their tax cuts onto stockholders. Bush-era tax cuts to wealthy Americans. Tax cuts for rich people breed inequality without providing much of a boon to anyone else. Under Trump, as you recall, we gave a trillion dollars in tax breaks to the very rich. But Republicans are plundering the middle class uh, and, and middle class families to give trillions of dollars of, in tax cuts to corporations. So what's happened in these states that have done caps? And some of them are wealthy states, but really who's benefited? The rich are going to benefit the most. They're going to benefit the most. Tax cuts for the rich, the anthem of all Democrats, and Casper Republican Chairman of the Revenue Committee, Steve Harshman. Here we go. Good morning, my friends, and welcome to yet another incredible installment of Weekend Update. From high above, all other puerile and pedantic and, let's just say it, insipid forms of Wyoming mainstream media, this is Cowboy State Politics. I, of course, am your illustrious host, David Iverson, firmly ensconced behind the silver cowboy state politics microphone and broadcasting to you from the base of the Bighorns in beautiful Buffalo, Wyoming. Good morning, my friends, and welcome to the program. We begin this morning with a little legislative levity, courtesy of our pal, Representative Ken Pendergraft. The House of Representatives was debating a seemingly innocuous bill concerning driver's licenses. If you notice your driver's license, your picture is in color. Unbeknownst to all of us, this presents a problem for law enforcement. They've apparently not realized that all driver's license photographs are not becoming. Quite the opposite, actually. No matter how hard you try to have a good photograph for your driver's license, the folks at the DMV always pick the worst one of the bunch. The matter is further complicated by the materials that driver's licenses are fashioned from. Evidently, color photographs do not take that well to the hard plastic of Wyoming driver's licenses. While I might argue that this is nothing more than an attempt to take the blame for poor driver's license photograph quality off of the Department of Motor Vehicles, there appears to be some validity to it. Representative Pendergraft explained as much when he pointed out on the floor of the House that black and white photographs offer a much higher level of definition when applied to the driver's license. Senate File 20 would change driver's license photographs from color to a black and white image. While the bill would address one problem concerning the picture on that little piece of hard plastic you have to carry with you, It would do nothing, in my not-so-humble opinion, to deal with the real issue at the Department of Motor Vehicles. Please refer to my aforementioned argument against the staff at the Department of Motor Vehicles in always choosing the worst possible photograph of all available options. Evidently, there still are a few things that are out of reach for the Wyoming State Legislature. 
My personal editorializing on the matter aside, this otherwise unremarkable bill sparked an unusual amount of controversy given its subject matter on the floor of the House. Representative Pendergraft succinctly summarized the frustration that many of his colleagues were no doubt feeling in the inane debate that ensued concerning Senate File 20 when he said this. I was a little skeptical. I've received a lot of mail that is kind of everybody's got their their panties in a wad over this thing. Slightly off color, but in no way offensive. What you couldn't hear was the collective groan of everybody else on the floor, and there may have been a completely unwarranted point of order or two. You see, they have to maintain their veneer of aristocratic decorum amidst their hypocritical congeniality. Who could forget when Representative Chip Nyman was made to apologize for using the word crap on the floor? And then, not a few minutes later, when Representative Lloyd Larson said the word damn at the microphone. Or three days ago, when freshman Representative Cody Wiley did the same thing. Or any time Landon Brown uses his pompous air of superiority to castigate one of his colleagues. Evidently, apologies are only required if you're a conservative. This segment of the program was brought to you by the makers of the warmest socks that you'll ever put on your feet, the Buffalo Wool Company. If you've lived in Wyoming for any length of time, you know that there's plenty of snow left this year. February, March, most likely April, and you are still going to have to go shovel that white crap. If you don't want your feet to get cold, then you need to get a pair of socks from the Buffalo Wool Company. Go to their website, thebuffalowoolco.com, and get you a pair of the warmest socks that you'll ever put on your feet. Of the many and innumerable reasons why someone would want to live in Johnson County is our aversion, indeed our complete revulsion, of all things taxes. Compared to most of the counties in Wyoming, Johnson County citizens pay a higher rate of property taxes. But the reality is, all of Wyoming's 23 counties experienced a spike in property valuations this past year. And nearly all of our elected representatives pledged to do something about our broken property tax system. The reason I say that it's broken is your property taxes are completely dependent upon something that is absolutely out of your control. The prices that your neighbors pay for their houses. You can't control how often they mow their grass any more than you can control how much they overpaid for that house that they just bought. And yet, you're taxed upon it. And unless they've worked in the county assessor's office, hardly anyone can explain to you the formula by which your taxes are figured. Most Wyoming legislators, including some Democrats, campaigned on doing something about high property taxes in the state of Wyoming. There are a couple of ideas floating around one of which is an acquisition study bill that was brought by Representative Mark Jennings. It's currently in the Wyoming Senate. Essentially, it would commission a statewide study to see if it's possible to move our entire assessment structure over to acquisition pricing. What that means is the taxes you pay would be dependent upon what you paid for the property, like every other thing you're taxed on. Another idea is to cap the increase in your property taxes. On Wednesday, this one was debated and defeated on the floor of the House of Representatives. It showed up as an amendment to House Joint Resolution 2, which was a proposal for a constitutional change to create another class of property 
termed residential. The amendment, brought by Casper Representative Tony Locke, would only allow the possibility to begin discussions of putting a cap on property taxes. The amendment didn't fix the rate at 3% or 4% or a 5% increase or anything like that. It would only begin the discussion. You would expect that opposition to this type of idea would come from the Democrats, but it didn't. It came from Steve Harshman, chairman of the Revenue Committee. So I guess, in a way, you could say that it did come from a Democrat, a Democrat who can't spell. What was amazing about his comments is he used the old Chuck Schumer, Nancy Pelosi, Joe Biden trope that tax cuts only benefit the rich. The truth of all of this, though he would never admit it, is that capping the increase on property taxes would decrease the ability of the Department of Revenue to artificially manipulate tax rates which would mean fewer opportunities for Redcoat Steve Harshman to be able to move money around for his own pet projects. Anytime he's able to manipulate any of these state funding structures, he calls it creating a coffee can. One of the better examples of this is a few years ago, the legislature created a trust fund in order to build a new prison in Rollins. Several years later, when there were hundreds of millions of dollars inside that coffee can, Steve Harshman created a piece of legislation that would grab all of that money that was dedicated to a new prison, and he funneled it into one of his pet projects. Steve Harshman gets to use all of that money for his own purposes, and Wyoming citizens get screwed. What's amazing about this whole tax debate is the only thing Harshman can do is extol the virtues of our current system, the one that doubled the taxes of many Wyoming citizens year over year. And say, of course, that the only people that would benefit from such a tax change would be the very, very wealthy. Here's what Republican Representative Steve Harshman had to say. And I'm going to play the whole thing for you just so you can understand how desperate and idiotic Representative Steve Harshman sounds. I think the thing is, us guys who, us folks who have lived in Wyoming a long time, we've had some spikes. We've had about three property spikes in about 50 years and we've just had another one and it's happened in about five counties what he just said is absolutely not true all of wyoming's 23 counties experienced a spike in property taxes now i can't even believe i'm quoting these people but according to a september 2022 article from wildfile property taxes in all of wyoming's counties increased year over year the aggregate being 16.17 percent We'll get back to our program in just a second. But first, a completely outrageous profit timeout. Cowboy State Politics is brought to you by Morton Buildings. If you're in the market for an outbuilding or a garage or a barn or a roping arena or maybe a giant warehouse for your business, then you need to call my friends Nick and Jesse at Morton Buildings, 307-674-2532. These guys are the experts in metal building construction. They've been doing it longer than anybody else around, and they definitely do a much better job than anybody else around. It doesn't really matter what type of building you've been thinking about for your property. Give Nick and Jesse a call. Again, their phone number is 307-674-2532, or you can check them out on their website at mortonbuildings.com. 
Are you tired of hot wings that are little more than a bone? Have you had enough of the hot wing monotony created by your local bar and grill? Or do you just want to try something new? I suggest locating the Wing It food truck. They make the most amazing hot wings in the state of Wyoming. And not just hot wings, they have several other different flavors. I personally recommend the garlic parmesan wings. They're incredible. Now, the way you can figure out where that truck is going to be is go to CowboyStatePolitics.com and look underneath the Sponsors tab, and you'll find their schedule there. That way, you can plan your entire week around where that truck is going to be. That's the Wing It Food Truck. You can listen to the podcast on any of your favorite podcasting apps, iHeartRadio, iTunes, TuneIn, really any of them will work. But the easiest way is just to go to the website, cowboystatepolitics.com. There, you can find all of the shows as well as any of the articles that I might bring up during the course of a program. Don't forget about the Cowboy State Politics Facebook page. Throughout the week, I post updates to both the Facebook page and my Twitter feed, which, by the way, that's David Dom Iverson. And now, the conclusion to our program. Here's some more of Redcoat Steve Harshman. If you're out in Niobrara, Goshen, you haven't had a spike. And uh, so I think that's part of this thing. It really affects about four or five counties. My county was not even so much a spike in valuation, but it was from previous assessments from previous elected officials. The State Board of Equalization reprimanded them and said, hey, follow the Constitution. And that's why we had this uproar in my county. That's only partially true. The Natrona County Assessor did screw up just about everybody's property taxes in Natrona County. But that was over and above the increase that started at the Department of Revenue when they jacked up the per square foot price of building costs in the state of Wyoming. By the way, you know when you can tell that Steve Harshman is lying, don't you? Well, here he is again. All right, and so that was part of that story. The other part, I think um, there's other ways, there's lots of ways to look at caps. Wyoming already caps our mill, our, our mill levies. State is capped at 17. That's uh, uh, the counties at 18, cities at eight. We are now in Wyoming paying some of the lowest, we're paying the lowest mill levy assessments in modern state history because we have no school construction mill levies. This one's so disingenuous, I can't even believe he brought it up. Mill levies have absolutely nothing to do with the valuation of your property. A mill levy is $1 for every $1,000 of value that your property has. So while it's true that if the county you live in has a lower mill levy rate than, say, Johnson County or Teton County, you would pay lower property taxes. But mill levies themselves don't have anything to do with the valuation of your property, which is the main driver of your property taxes. Right, so that's part of that story. I think it was brought up, Article 15, Section 11, about this uniformity. We've got really an incredible system in Wyoming because we are really like a kind of a medium-sized town when you look at all 560,000 of us spread out over the 10th largest state. 
but uh, the CAMA system and the way we value uniformity, the valuation is key. And so then you look at these states that have done caps, and this started in the 70s. So what's happened in these states that have done caps? And some of them are wealthy states, but really who's benefited? The rich are gonna benefit the most. They're gonna benefit the most. You look at property tax as a percent of, of personal income, and in states that have caps, it's dropped dramatically. What's amazing about this comment is it wasn't the Democrats in the House of Representatives that made this argument. It was Republican Chairman of the Revenue Committee, Steve Harshman. Have you ever heard a Republican talk like that? Or at least one that's actually a Republican? No, you haven't. Because we understand it is not only the rich that benefit from tax cuts. It's people like you and me. Now, I don't know about you, but if my taxes doubled year over year, I would think a cap would probably help me out a little bit. The next thing we'll probably hear from Steve Harshman is that we need a wealth tax or that we need a state income tax. Anything to bring in more money for him to play with. The non-mineral counties, be careful. Again, if you're in Converse today, uh, Campbell, although it's shrinking a little sublet, you're probably going to be fine. You'll probably you'll just recapture less to the to the state for schools. Two things here. First, it's completely contradictory to what he said in the beginning. Remember this spikes in about 50 years. And we've just had another one and it's happened in about five counties. If it's only happening in five counties, that means property values aren't changing in the other 18 counties. And so a cap on property taxes is not going to affect those other 18 counties like Steve Harshman says it will. Secondly, if they're non-mineral producing counties, then they're not getting any revenue from minerals. And so that wouldn't even be a factor. And then I think what the experience has been in these other states with caps, you have to raise other taxes. I mean, we all want an ambulance when we dial 911. We all want the firefighters to show up 911. We all want our county parks and county roads and county weed and pest and a county building when we want an inspector out there when we add on to our place. And then we want our city services and protections and we want our local schools. Let's reel it in a little bit. Yeah, thank you, Mr. Speaker. This is the ridiculous slippery slope argument that all of them try to use. If we make one little change, say goodbye to the police department and good luck getting the fire department to show up when you have a chimney fire. But I think, uh, so I urge real caution on this. And I think uh, the separating residential is probably a hard enough lift. It's a hard enough lift. I'm not sure how everybody, uh, but then you throw this uncertainty of caps and um, We've got a really good system. And again, know what's driven this system. It's not all of us who've lived here for our lifetime. And it's happened in a few counties where people want to live next to the beautiful mountains and uh, do those kind of things. But I think be really careful on who that would benefit and then how this property gets unequal over time. And that's a real problem. You're living in a duplex next to somebody and you got a different tax rate than, than they do. And there's a fairness to this thing. One of the first principles of taxation is fairness. Oh, fairness. So when your taxes double, that's fair, A eh, Harshman? Or perhaps when your taxes go up $10,000 year over year, that's fairness? 
Or maybe we just tax you on something that is absolutely outside of your control. Sounds entirely fair to me. There's a lot of ways to look at this thing. I think, number one, we want to help those poor people with the refund. But there's other ways to think about how do you tie this to budgets. And mill levies is probably a more appropriate way. But boy, we start messing with the valuation. Um, you know, be careful. So I, I urge caution. We did talk about this, but you need to know how that got in that uh, joint revenue bill at the last uh, moment of a meeting and uh, why that bill is not here. So thank you and on against the amendment. Thank you, Mr. Speaker. Thank you for finally shutting up. Once they defeated Tony Locke's amendment, the only thing that was left was the constitutional amendment to create another class of property called residential. That wouldn't have fixed any of the problems with our current tax structure. The only thing it would have allowed them to do is manipulate a whole nother category. It would have further complicated an already complicated system. And it would do nothing to address the increases in property taxes that Wyoming citizens are facing across the state. There was no use in even passing that constitutional amendment at that point, and that's why members of the House Freedom Caucus voted against it. One last piece of this. You'll notice that the Wyoming media has completely dropped this subject. Why, you might ask? Well, because they're not in favor of tax reform either. The Wyoming media establishment is run by the left. Ask yourself, when's the last time you saw an article complimentary of any of the conservatives? Name just one you'll find that to be a rather difficult task. Now, if you're tired of the mainstream Wyoming media establishment, then I encourage you to take a look at the Wyoming News Chronicle. It's a statewide newspaper and website that focuses on these weird little things called facts and verified sources, something you won't find with any of the other Wyoming media establishment elites. Go to their website, wyomingnewschronicle.com. Well, that'll about do it for this installment of Weekend Update. Have a good weekend, and we'll talk again on Monday. From the base of the Bighorns in beautiful Buffalo, Wyoming, I'm David Iverson, and this is the one and only Cowboy State Politics.